1: And welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, your host, Million Dollar Miranda Morales here. And welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which You can hear proudly on TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com.
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use
1: your head. Yes, we are back for another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And joined with me, as always, he is the producer of the Hashtag Miranda Show. He is the kingpin. Of the Chairshot.com, he is the king of shit takes. He is the unstoppable one. He is Greg Demarco. War
0: games. Of war games. War, war games. War games. I thought you got, you, got, you got flabbergasted for a second there. You forgot.
1: I did miss I didn't I did miss the reverend part, but I also as I was waiting I liked the dramatic pause because you also cannot see me right now. I know. And so that's uh
0: pulling the John uh, scene. until out.
1: my yeah, until until my uh, video craps out of my The video's been weird. But been weird. but uh, enough of it where I realized he doesn't know what's happening. So I was gonna <laughs> see how long you would wait until you tried to interrupt me which is commonplace on the show and uh, just decided to add the dramatic pause and I liked it. I thought it was, it was a uh, well-suited.
0: Sending you something in the chat. That's not for public consumption. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the day of inside jokes. Apparently. Oh, who knows? Yeah. we got some fun stuff today. We had a fun stuff on the Greg DeMarco show. we got fun stuff today. I've got myself a take that I feel like I haven't heard anyone else say yet. So I'm excited to share later in the program, but we got some good things going on in general. I'm excited.
1: Yes. Um, Almost as excited
0: as your typical NXT fan whenever Tiffany Stratton shows up, but very excited in general for the program.
1: I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it. I was literally at a elimination chamber Get get together, watch mm-hmm. party, if you will say, with, with all my wrestling kids and somehow got onto the... No, actually, it wasn't a watch party. It was the Thursday before we had just okay. gotten done with our Slam U show. And after each show, we all go out to eat and somehow got onto the topic of, of NXT wrestlers and her name came up. It was because someone watched a, a video of Sol Roka. Um, uh-huh. Someone was asking... Somehow, though, I don't know. I, visually, I think there's a, f- a visual difference between Sol Roka and, and Tiffany Stratton. But those who are watching could not. And by those, I just mean my husband. Like, was, He's not very familiar with NXT. He doesn't watch it as much. So he hears names, and he just doesn't know who it is. Um, so let's just say he has his eye on some
0: some talent. <laughs> a lot of people
1: do. They all, as
0: as a lot of people
1: do. Yes, as a lot of males do.
0: NXT is, uh, is definitely for that population of folk watching wrestling. NXT is your is your is your treasure chest. It's your gold mine
1: Yes, yes. Well, Nikita Lyons is still out of commission,
0: so uh, yeah. someone. She's too hey, corny. I, yeah. She's corny and goofy. Uh, yeah, whatever.
1: That was that wasn't the concern I heard.
0: So Oh I'm aware. I'm a but like that when I'm trying to think of the right way to put it.
1: There isn't when, the right way to put it.
0: When when you're a higher level of thinking human being, you want more than just
1: I believe that. That. I believe that. And I
0: think there who I, I some, some people to offer.
1: Well, you know, I think I, you know, speaking of a uh, more intellectual stimulating conversation, I did spend a part of Elimination Chamber yelling at the TV screen about Finn Balor still wearing tights instead of trunks
0: and He's how I've heel. been robbed of that. When he turns babyface at some point, he can go back to wearing the trunks. It's not the end of the trunks forever. You say it yourself, right? I can't miss you if you'd ever leave. So the trunks left and now you miss them.
1: Well, was I there was somebody else's physique I was admiring. But it wasn't but it was somewhat related to that. I honestly don't remember. But it was in that same vein of you took the Finn Balor shot away from me. Why can't you give me this? And I can't recall for the life of me which it was. But anyways, you know, it goes both ways. Maybe it's not as as uh well known or talked about, but it goes both
0: ways. It does. It,
1: it absolutely does. Absolutely, it does.
0: Yeah, we we've, It does. Yes. It's one of the part of the part of the foundation of this program.
1: So. Yes, it is. It is. Um, but that is not what we are meaning to talk about this week. We actually have uh, some some real in depth conversation that we're going to be having, in particular about uh, a meme that is taking the internet by storm. And by that, I mean I've seen it twice on the internet. Um, over the past, you know, six hours. Uh, one that Greg sent me. And uh, you know what? We're not going to go into depth into it now. No. You just got to listen to hear what, we, what we're what we talking about. Maybe by the time you listen to this episode, it's going to be taking the internet by storm. I might maybe put it into the article.
0: It. I might put it in the article. That I can yeah, I
1: think episode. you have to. You have to because it's going to add some context to what we're what, – you know, this this is.
0: Yeah. I will put it I'll put a link yeah. to it too because it'll only show up in in the chair shot article. It doesn't show up on the audio feed articles because they don't have images in those. But yeah. Um yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to. So I'll make it work. We'll
1: talk about that as well as a very hot take Greg has on Sammy Zayn. So hot in fact he has not even teased it to me. He just nope. said, I gotta have I have a take on Sammy Zayn. We have to talk about it. Got so you got,
0: you got to get the reaction of Miranda Morales in a real, yes. real time, real time. Yes,
1: yes. So that is what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode. But before we get to that, this is the part of the show where we talk about Impact Zone Wrestling IVW. And since the last time we aired, there's been a very big development with Monster. And I am just going to let Greg have the floor with this because I know it's been uh, a very big change with Monster. And so I want him to have the floor and be able to talk with all the listeners about what's happening with Monster.
0: Not uh, it wasn't a happy change at the time, but now I'm obviously fine with it because you got to move in a direction and and go with it. But as most people know, back in November, we made our debut with the Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona had a great time there event went really well. Everybody's really happy. All that good stuff happens back on February 1st. We were informed that the horny toad was sold and did, did have to find that on on social media, which kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, and, and the new ownership is taking over not until the month of March. And in fact, they even posted today some progress pictures and it's coming along, but definitely they're making some changes. And so it wouldn't necessarily be ready. Um, and, and so we had some discussions about still having it there, uh, but because they, they l- literally can't um, do anything there until after the first of March, that kind of left us with no home for a while. Did a lot of research, tried to come up with something again. We found out about this on February 1st and did everything we could to try to find a good location with enough time frame. because if we did have to move it, we also wanted to make sure people had enough notice of that as well. Um, Come February the 10th, still did not have a suitable location for this and ended up having to move the event to our, our April 22nd date. Still at the same location, the Horny Toad, which will now be called the Grand Avenue Pizza Company, uh, which is a famous pizza restaurant in downtown Phoenix that, that has been relocated to this new place. Long term, it's going to be great, and I'm very excited about it, but short term, it did cause this. We We tried everything. We talked to all different sorts of buildings. We, we did everything we could. And there was either issues in availability, scope of what we're doing, price. Like there's a lot of reasons why it just couldn't work out. And and so we, we waited as long as we could, but we still, you know, there's talent involved. There's all, all kinds of reasons why you don't want to necessarily um, wait till the very last minute to, to do something like this. Because you want people to be able to, to figure it out and, and make something work. Uh, so we did have to move that, and, and in doing so, on April 22nd, we will now be presenting uh, Evil Lives featuring Monster. We are, are sticking with some of the plans that we had for April, but also moving forward and still holding the annual uh, Monster Rumble, as well as some of the other action that was set to take place on February 25th will now take place on April 22nd. So you merge them all together. We've got a nice big super show, IZW Evil Lives, featuring Monster, presented by 3D Sports, uh, 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles, Saturday, April twenty second, at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company, the former Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona, and I'm very excited the, the way the card is shaping up. Announcements for matches should come out here in the next week. Is when those should begin. We've got talent that's returning that's been announced as well. Um, you know, there are some talent that were booked for February that's not booked for April. And, and some talent that was booked for April that's not booked for February. And so we have to kind of make all that work and, and put it all together. So um, very excited about two big returns that have been announced already as Tyler Cintron after two years away. And he wasn't wrestling. Um, will be back in IZW. Another person who, who made his IZW debut last August at Psycho Circus, Jordan Cruz, is back. And, and will be back with us long term as well. And he's making his big return there um, and and just very excited about those developments and so many more. It was revealed on social media that Bryce Saturn, who is the current reigning Wrestle Drag champion, is insisting on defending his championship at, at Evil Live. So I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to come of that. We also, of course, have the Monster Rumble. Charles Cassius's IZW World Heavyweight Championship match is still on. He will now be challenging Thugnificent. He was slated to get the winner of Thugnificent and Gino Rivera. Of course, that match not happening. So he will be challenging Thugnificent for the ICW World Heavyweight Championship at Evil Lives, featuring Monster. And so much more. Tons of announcements still to come here in the coming days. And so stay tuned to that. But join us if you have tickets to Monster for February 25th. Those will be honored at Evil Lives. And if you have VIP, you'll still have VIP. If you have front row, you'll still have front row. None of that is changing. And And we are just shifting everything over there. So excited for that event. Was bummed have to make the move. But honestly, today being, you know, February 21st, we record this. It was 20 days ago. If you know anything about me. Move the fuck on. Like that's what you just have to do yeah. sometimes. So does it suck? Yeah. Sure, but what good is it going to uh, do course. me to sit here and worry yeah. about? It, right? Yeah. So no. I got a card. Know to
1: card so. and event is subject to change. Yep. And, and um, hate to do it. You know, hated it, to do
0: it, but, but what's done yeah. is done. No. Now we we move yeah. forward. And again, this on.
1: was truly beyond you know factors truly beyond your control. With uh, you know, something that you were notified just you know, days before. Um and weren't even and notified. That,
0: had to discover yeah, it myself and then reach out. So yes,
1: yeah. yes. So but uh yeah the big news evil lives Saturday, April twenty second at the Horny Toad slash Grand Avenue Pizza Company featuring monster. So you are still going to get monster.
0: You are still uh, going to get monster. Still you're still happening. going you're getting the rumble. That's why it is e- yes. the official name of the event. If if you if you are telling somebody about this event, I, I, I beg of you to tell them it, it it's a mouthful, so you don't really have to. But evil lives featuring monster is the official name of the event. That's what the tickets say now, and all of that. That's what the poster will say when it comes out. That's what the teaser poster said, and, mm-hmm. and so much more. And, and yeah, we're just excited to to do this. I'm I'm really excited about the event we have put together, taking pieces from both. And, and putting them together, and I think it's going to be it's, it's going to be a hell of a night. It's going to be a great night, and, um, you know, six months from the last event to, to this one, so that's kind of a bummer, but um, we're going to make up for that this evening, so you definitely want to yes. be there. Yes, the anticipation
1: of it, though, will be phenomenal. You know, I can feel the crowd is going to be electric, the wrestlers are going to be um you know highly excited uh to be back in izw after so long and to you know be able to still have the monster Mm -hmm. rumble which is such an integral part of izw i mean that is truly the the best thing about this is that like you mentioned it's going to be a combination of what you would have expected in february plus what was already scheduled for april in one huge event so, again, if you have your tickets for Monster, those are going to be honored, so you're already good to go. For anybody who hasn't gotten their tickets yet, you literally have another chance. This is your second chance, not one that many people get uh, to you know, take advantage of this opportunity uh, to be able to purchase tickets for Evil Lives featuring Monster, where you get to have the Monster Rumble, but you also get all of the action that was scheduled for April, like you mentioned, Charles Cassius uh, fighting Magnificent for the IZW. World Heavyweight Championship, um, the return of some big names and for the first time ever, you know, Bryce Saturn, um, defending the Russell Drag Championship, um, at IZW. And that's just the beginning. That is just the tip of the iceberg. So you know that we're going to keep you posted throughout the next few months with more information, breaking news, and all of that to come with IZW. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you visit IZW uh, on social media to get your tickets and for talent information. Of course, that is IZW Wrestling AZ uh, on Instagram. And, of course, IZW Wrestling on Facebook. You can also visit IZW uh, online at IZWWrestling.com. And there, of course, you'll find information on, again, talent announcements, match announcements, uh updates i'm sure whenever there are tickets uh promotions and sales and of course the link to the event right so you can get your tickets for evil lives featuring monster again it's scheduled for saturday april 22nd at the horny toad grand avenue pizza company uh so same location different date same great show so make sure you get your tickets we'll be telling you for the next few months, but. Again, I mean, now, now people at this point will be going through IZW withdrawals. And so I yes. guarantee tickets will be scarce.
0: And it was already two things. Number one, um, it's at IZW Wrestling AZ on all of your forms of social media. So makes it easy. If you go to at IZW Wrestling on social media, you'll get a program that's defunct in Oklahoma. So um, we know about each other. We've talked. It's all cool. But um, So at IZW Wrestling AZ. Is on all of your forms, social media. This event, you talk about getting your tickets. This event was the quickest selling event in our history, as it was, and we had been nearly doubled the amount of tickets we had sold through that date when we had to move it. So, um, so tickets had already been selling super well, and then we had to move it. So, um, so bummed about that part as well, you know, even from a business perspective. But, um, you know, everybody's been great. Sponsors have all been great. Everybody's been been just super on board with it all. So. Very excited about it. Just be there. It's it's gonna be a hell of a night. It's gonna be a night to remember, as every IZW event is. But trust me, being gone for for essentially six months at that point, we're gonna to want to make sure you walk away with, with one that you're never gonna forget.
1: Well, if you are looking for something new to wear at Evil Lives Featuring Monster, or if you just wanna support IzW and the well, I got a deal for you. But in order to tell you about it, Greg, can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you go ahead and wind it up? It's
0: up. time!
1: Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IDW and Chair shot t-shirt today. Yes, when you go to before forward slash the chair shot, you're gonna find a ton of t-shirts of different designs and colors. And of course, styles, yes, with different IZW and chair shot logos, uh, all that you can customize and make your own. This includes IZW t-shirts like the Arizona's Best, the IZW New World Order, the IZW NWA, the IZW Pride shirt, as well as multiple Always Use Your Head t-shirts, the King of Shit Takes Own shirt, that is, that's not even a shirt, but his shirt, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt, and of course, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot again, Look good, look in style at evil lives featuring monster by getting your t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at nineteen ninety nine, And if you want to pay a few dollars extra, you can get any t-shirt in yes, soft style. So go ahead, look good, feel good, do good by going to ProWrestlingTees.com wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So for this week's
1: episode, well, it's meme base. And uh who would have thought I'd ever revolve a show around a meme probably me because I love memes and they're stupid and I love stupid things but this one is is almost a debate in and of itself um and this was sent to me earlier today by Greg and we just we just had to talk about it um
0: absolutely
1: so I, I'm a, I'm not going to keep you in suspense any longer. I'm going to uh, visually describe this meme. And then from there, and it's not even really a meme. It, you know, usually memes are more comical. This one is definitely debatable. But uh, this is a, a, a photo that's making its rounds around the Internet. Again, I don't know if by the time this episode airs, you've seen it or not. But I'm sure it's causing uh, some some debate and discussion. And it is a comparison chart between two fairly popular pro wrestlers, one with WWE, the other uh, with AEW. So, of course, already interesting. (laughs) But this one, you know, I want to say a lot of memes and visuals that I see are a lot more, I, I would say, giving shit to AEW in ways that you know they may or may not deserve this one i want to say is very pro wwe which right now is at an interesting upswing um that for years fans have been shitting on the product and now you know it's it's now you know the star in many people's eyes but a very interesting twist where i would have i would have expected this to be flipped and have it be more pro aew than wwe um, since that seems to be the uh, MO. So to see this very much leaning in WWE is, is kind of surprising. But again, yeah, let me get into it. So it is a comparison chart between two wrestlers, Austin Theory and MJF. And within this is some bullet points, uh, pretty much comparing and contrasting between these two individuals. Um, so before I get into this compare and contrast chart, which, you know, Greg and I will, will discuss Greg kind of why, why were you compelled to even send this to me?
0: Um, mainly for the reasons you've already shared, um, <laughs> you love stupid things. And, and this is very stupid. Um, I, I think deep down inside, I definitely wanted to talk about this on the program or not. Um, so, so there's that as well. And I think it's really interesting. Um, and, and I have another reason for sharing it with you that I'm going to save when we actually talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Once you kind of describe or one of us describes the bullet points that you referred to and what they are.
1: Yeah. So let's get into some of these bullet points and we'll kind of discuss as, as you feel riled up, Greg, or as we, we feel riled up. So uh, on the left-hand side, you have a picture of uh, Austin Theory on the right-hand side mjf and the first bullet point is under austin theory calling him a modern heel in contrast to the bullet point under mjf wannabe 80s heel so you can already tell the tone of what this is Next yes. bullet point talented in the ring and on the mic For Austin theory versus mjf's bullet point cheap heat in parentheses quote this town sucks Oh, implying that he uses GP. Uh, for the bullet point for Austin Theory, admired by everyone. Next bullet point: repetitive promos. So, we're already we're already moving away. This is kind of a a journey now. No longer much much of a comparison. Uh, next bullet point for uh, Austin Theory: able to pull off any character he's given. Next bullet point for MJF: has had the same character three plus years for Austin Theory makes a mid-card title feel like a world title versus MJF's makes a world title feel like a mid-card title and then unevenness of final bullet points Uh, this uh, last bullet point for Austin Theory just says the future of the business versus the last two bullet points because there's always more shitty bullet points than positive ones.
0: It's the internet, uh, yeah. Um,
1: the last two bullet points is 80 to 90K viewers. This is not associated at all with the other side versus stale world title run.
0: 800 to 900K viewers, not 80 to 90. We don't yeah. want people coming after you for no reason whatsoever.
1: Oh, no, yeah.
0: 800,
1: 800 to 900K 900 900. viewers, 900. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but a very biased, it is. A very biased visual in favor of Austin Theory versus MJF. Now, to be fair, I can see how you can have similarities between these two, you know, especially right now. Austin Theory had a, a great performance at Elimination Chamber, and he's really been on this rise Um For really most uh, portion of the end of last year but really this year so he's really had a great uptick in recovery since the whole money in the bank debacle and being Vince's favorite you know he, he has bounced back so he's in a much better place now but it wasn't only sunshine and roses either you know literally Months ago, when people were praising MJF in the same breath, they were giving shit about Austin Theory for one reason or another. So, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth pretty often. But, you no, know, and that's not anything even addressing this here. But it's quite rose-colored glasses for Austin Theory and, like, you know, shit lenses for MJF.
0: It's interesting because... You're, I would say Austin Theory had a, a great past year. I mean, you go back to a year ago, he worked a program with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania and yeah, the money in the bank stuff was terrible, but again, that bullet point able to pull off any character he's given the booking was bad. His <laughs> performance was not his performance yes. was great. Even going back to when he was in the way, like he was fantastic in, in the way and like what he was doing. Um, if, if I take away the admired by everyone and and repetitive pro- – it's weird because that admired by everyone I think you could take away from Austin Theory is probably just to take up space. Here's the thing. I can't disagree with the stuff on the MJF list. Even though it has a negative tone to it, he is an 80s heel. He, he does do the cheap heat promos, and I do think his promos are repetitive. I don't, he doesn't really say much new every single time. It is always the same old stuff. He has had the same character for three plus years. I do think the AEW World Championship doesn't feel as prestigious as it did before he held it. The viewers, whatever, they're still one of the top ranked, top five ranked programs. Stale world title run, maybe I don't know. It's, it's it's I don't watch it closely enough to even be able to say if it's stale or not stale. Yeah. Um, it's hard. But I think it's with the same weekly, thing booking television. wise, like. Yeah. He-
1: you in the same tone talk about Austin Theory still being a great character but the booking being bad I think that MJF is somewhat of a victim of, of you know but I don't think is. he's
0: as good of a character yeah. as Austin Theory is I don't think he's performing his character as well as Austin Theory is because of what he's going for plus in AEW the talent has far more control over their characters than they do anywhere right. else and and so he is more responsible for this character and, and that just is Even worse, like if I had to choose today between the two to put into a wrestling company, I would have to pick Austin Theory Mm -hmm. because MJF, he still, he doesn't feel to me like he's been elevated to the world title level despite being a world champion. I do feel like the United States Championship is more prestigious than the AW World Championship. Now, some of that is history that, and legacy and all of that.
1: Yeah, some of it's history, but also some of it is by default because yeah. uh, Roman holding both titles, the United States Championship is the highest level championship on Raw. So I would think that that, and you just had a whole Elimination Chamber right. focused on it. So I think some of that, that he is won by default, because of help. Not,
0: you know, and that's the thing. He won because Logan Paul interfered. He won the yep. title because Brock, because you know of, of Brock Lesnar and, and and what was done, or not Brock Lesnar, but the triple threat match. Like he literally fell on top of um, on, on top of you know Bobby Lashley or Seth Rollins. I can't remember to get the pin. Like he's lucked into all of this in in the long run. But that's been his character. And he's played it.
1: Yeah well, and I, I think you're right a lot about character wise. I think there's elements of him as a character that are really on fire now. Um, do I agree is you know, I, I do think that MJF's promos are getting repetitive now after hearing it for so many years. but I still feel like his delivery and heat is still above what Austin Theory's is doing now. Um, and some of it, I think, is Austin Theory just getting into a rhythm, maybe, you know, six months to a year from now, his promo skills will just be out of the water. But right now, it's still, to me, a little gimmicky, you know, of just this kind of shit heel. And I don't hear anything different or you know really raw about it and that to me Mm -hmm. i i enjoy more of those types of promos um so even at a repetitive form of mjf a repetitive mjf now is still a much better promo than austin theory at this point you know and if, if because austin theory is just growing at that level and mjf is kind of coasting in a way you know austin theory could you know Go above MJF fairly soon, but uh, at this point, it's it's still not there yet for me personally. And I think promos, some way, are a bit more subjective um, because you know we all communicate differently and receive communication differently. And so, what one person may consider a great promo, somebody else will consider trash. Right. So that is just my opinion on it, but it's only more to say that. I think eventually, if MJF does not change that format, change that formula up a bit, he will start to get surpassed by people who are evolving.
0: I think he already is and, and it's it's like you said the promos I if I if MJF comes out to cut a promo and I close my eyes, I hear Joey Styles hmm. that's who he sounds like to me. Like go back and listen to him when Joey Styles cut his promo on Vince McMahon, the whole he mocks God, he mocks God promo. That's what MJF sounds like. Well, that was like 17 years ago, if not more. Like, the business is involved. It's AEW. You could take Austin Theory, pluck him out of WWE, drop him into AEW, and the character works. You pluck MJF out of AEW and drop him into WWE, it doesn't work.
1: But I think that's also AEW. You know, it is. AEW has structured themselves so that their characters are more niche where their storylines and, and things are more niche storylines
0: or lack thereof. There are no storylines.
1: That, that's a whole other, a yeah. whole other conversation. They're just a whole matches. Day, they're but, just but, action figures um,
0: lined up by a child to play with in a ring.
1: But one of the things about WWE and even in the reformatting of NXT and the way their superstars are built is so that they're more universal so that people here in the United States versus people in Canada versus people in, you know, India versus fans in China or New Zealand. Like, you know, there's some appeal to their superstars where they're also more for the casual fan. AEW is a pro wrestling company. And so it's much more niche in everything that they do. And so MJF appeals to those people who love to hate heels and love right. heels. Whereas Austin Theory is just a really pretty boy that you could just love to hate. And you mm-hmm. don't even know anything about who he is or what he does. You just love to hate him from his looks. And so I think that this comparison is more too based off of the companies and how they build people versus the characters themselves. Now I absolutely agree what you said that AEW Gives their their characters more freedom, but we also know now that WWE has let the reins loose a lot too, and so that is another thing that is working to a lot of people's benefits, yeah. and they're they're really you know being able to to leverage. But I think that. There seems to still be a lack of structure in AEW, where maybe there's too much freedom and there's not enough editing or not enough structure to know how one step moves to the other. I mean, MJF was the hottest thing around, you know, last summer, um, and you know he was the most talked about wrestler, uh, you know, all all yeah. over, and you know, of course, primarily the internet, but even you know, mainstream fans, even WWE fans, were kind of hearing the rumbling. And that was momentum that they hit and and did not capitalize on enough to be able to make it into a long term story and other things got in the way. So I think that it's more of a missed opportunity on AEW than a representation of the character itself.
0: It's it's weird because AEW has yet to create a character. Every single character that they have came in with that character already, like that they just they just they just sign wrestlers and book them. They they sign they don't just sign wrestlers. They sign the, the character as it is as it exists, and and they put them out there. And that's why they are where they are and, and with the growth. And maybe they're fine with it. Maybe they're happy with that. Eventually, TV partners won't be. But in the time frame they're in, it it does work and it is fine. Um, it's just interesting because you're right. Like when MJF eventually goes to WWE. Unless he just really gets a billion dollars from, from Tony Khan and AEW, he's not going to be the same exact character. He can't. It won't work no. in WWE. There's talk that Kenny Omega is going to sign with WWE when his deal's up here shortly. He's going to have to change too when he comes over. He can't do his usual good night, bang promo, which mm-hmm. he did it after an opening match, but that makes no sense. He sent everybody home after an opening match. But it's like that. What he does wouldn't work in WWE. He'd have to change. And if you look at Cody, when Cody left AEW, what he was doing in AEW didn't match what anybody else was doing in AEW. Mm-hmm. But then he goes to WWE, and it fits perfectly. Like it just—it well, just, it just shows that, that what works and what doesn't for the different companies.
1: When when fans started to kind of turn on Cody, for also obvious reasons, I think he was trying sometimes too hard in adding things in stories where, you know, it was really maybe a a square peg in a round hole, you know, trying to add these layers that fans weren't really understanding and maybe just you couldn't build into storylines because there wasn't very much depth into it. And I think fans then interpreted that as, you know, Cody putting himself over or really bad storytelling. And I just think it wasn't a, a clear match compared to, you know, what we're seeing now where, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago, people thinking that every week we're going to finally see the fans turn on Cody, you know, Cody being in this, one of the, you know, wrestling's biggest storylines of the past decade. And he's right tab in the middle of it and fans thinking it's going to be WrestleMania 30 all over again. And so far it's been executed well to the point where these separate storylines have been able to coexist because of the depth of storytelling and because of the separation of characters um, throughout different shows. And so I think that that also is something different for WWE fans where they appreciate the storytelling and they appreciate the ability to get drawn into something Whereas maybe AEW fans don't really care about stories. They just want good matches. And if that's truly the audience that they're shooting for, cool. You know, then that's their audience. But it also will limit their audience, and it could even limit their wrestlers to the point where, you know, if you're just focusing on wrestling matches and not character development, it's going to start to get stale in some Mm -hmm. fans' eyes. And in enough fans where... You really want people to have the full package, to be able to be talented in the ring, but have a persona and be able to draw you in. And if you lose half of that, you lose a fan completely.
0: And they're losing. I mean, they are losing fans like their numbers are not what they used to be. So because of what they they present, if you've seen one Young Bucks match, you've seen them all right. If you've seen one Kenny Omega match, you've seen them all. And so they banked on the wrestlers. that they, 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 they basically signed the, the hottest talent that wasn't signed to WWE, built a company around it, and here's where we are. Now, again, short-term, I think it works. Long-term, I don't think they can survive that way. Then you bring in someone like a Chris Jericho who continues to reinvent himself and, and be one of the best parts of that company, despite the fact that he's a shell of his former self in the ring, but with the stories he's been able to tell, he, he's, he's you know doing some of the best work of his life. But it is – what what MJF does does work there, but there won't be the same eventually because, again, mm. like Tony Khan thinks they're going to get this huge bump in TV money when this next deal – maybe they will because of what they're delivering right now. Mm. But what happens to the deal after that, like when they don't continue to grow and when, in fact, they might continue to shrink? Or maybe they'll eventually change. I don't know. Maybe they'll have to change their product mm. long term. Remember, these people thought they'd be beating Raw by now, and, and they're not. So – it's it's just interesting to see where we are, um, but with the Austin Theory MJF comparison, they are like they they are the two they are the future. Both of them are, both of them are the future of this business. And to me, it's like I look forward to seeing MJF in the WWE because a I want to see if he makes it because I want to mm-hmm. see if he has anything else. To offer yeah. than what he's offering now and b if he does make it if he truly is that talented and not just good at this one thing this one character then sky's the limit for that guy and, yeah. and he can go well, on to be and, one of the biggest stars ever and we're probably talking about two sides of a future wrestlemania main event at this point
1: well and again i, I talked about the pendulum swinging. again you know give it six months ago People were, were shitting on Austin Theory. You know, he was, you know, Vince's chosen one. And when Vince left and, and kind of saw how that initial booking of Austin Theory went, everyone was saying the company's burying him. They're burying all of, of Vince's favorites. And as you've kind of talked about, being able to stay the course and go through those maybe slumps in booking and storytelling in order to get to the other side. There could be another swing of the pendulum, you know, again, where you know you may have to tough out some some rough booking, some rough situations, and at that point, will the fans still stick around, you know? And I think that with WWE, there's enough of that pendulum swinging back and forth, where yeah, maybe you lose some fans, but eventually you get some back, you know. I'm thinking of a Sheamus, of someone who you know, at height of popularity, you know, was one of the the most popular wrestlers in all of WWE and then kind of, you know, through changes and heel turns and and people just kind of being sick of him. Um and then kind of, you know, he swung back and forth and now he's in kind of a steady swing um, you know, up, I you know, never to the level that I think he once was, but I think he's someone who's who's been able to to tough it out and go through that back and forth and I think that's going to be a true test for Austin Theory he's already seen, you know, that that whole end of, of last summer and early fall last year, you know, was was rough. But people are now on the Yostin Theory bandwagon um of sorts, you know, to the point where someone wanted to uh create such a divisive uh meme to get, you know, all of the internet buzzing. And to me, really the the first thing that caught my eye was how pro WWE this sort of was. Because typically when you see these things, are so anti-WWE for whatever reason, you know, much more in the past than now. Now I think there's enough support and evolution with WWE since, you know, all of the leadership changes have happened that, you know, fans have, have liked the product so, so much more. Um, but if this was a year ago, and, you know, I would have I would have completely thought that this would have been a more pro AEW. Oh, yeah. comment. And also, the, you know, this the, the Internet fan base behind e- e- AEW is so strong that they really utilize the Internet to help, you know, convey their thoughts, to help, uh, you know, share their experiences, to really help, you know, talk about their points. Um, which is, you know, uh, that's a very fair usage of of the internet. But honestly, one of the first things I thought too, is I don't remember the last time I saw such a pro WWE.
0: Yeah. And I don't know who made it and and where it came from. What I will say is that it, it does show you talk about the changes and how a year ago, this would be viewed so differently than it is now. AEW was built to be the alternative to the WWE. And, and and the problem that, that lies with that is that AEW was really built to be the alternative to Vince McMahon's WWE. And, mm-hmm. and when it was built, we all just assumed it would always be Vince McMahon's WWE, at least in our lifetime, yeah. at least in this generation, whatever. But now it's Triple H's WWE from a creative standpoint. And AEW is not necessarily the alternative to, to Triple mm-hmm. H's WWE. But they're not evolving and changing because they built one thing to combat one thing. And the one thing that none of us counted on was, was what they were going to go against changing. And because you figured it wouldn't change because of Vince McMahon. But it happened in the Attitude Era was the big change in, in WWE when they had to change. Like, it now they're no longer, they're still presenting a product that's better than Vince McMahon's WWE. When Vince McMahon's WWE doesn't exist anymore. And and, yep. and so they've, they've created this. I feel like they're still trying to be better than something that doesn't exist. And that to me is inherent to, to the problem. And that's where they need to evolve. And that's going to be critical to AEW success. And I'm not talking about between now and double or nothing. I'm talking about the next three to five years. That's going to be critical to their success or their failure is if they realize, okay, we need to change because what we're trying to fight against doesn't even exist anymore. It's like it's like you trying to box a fighter, and and you keep challenging this fighter and training to fight this fighter, and that fighter retired, and they're not coming out of retirement to fight you, and and so you're training for the wrong thing, and then when you finally do go up against an opponent, you get knocked the fuck out because you didn't train for it. So I think that AEW is going to have to evolve, and to me, that's a big part of what this meme. This meme to me, on one side is evolving and changing and on the other side is stagnant and Mm -hmm. and a little too rooted almost
1: yeah no i think that's a good point if you look deeper into it there's a lot of um you know phrasing about repetitiveness and same old same old and i think that could absolutely you know again as i was kind of alluding to a lot of it is more Seemingly rooted in AEW as a company, than the wrestler themselves, and I think that that's you know pretty much on point with what we're seeing about yeah um, you know on both sides. You know, Austin Theory can do so much. You know, I think that again, things that he's doing in the ring is great. Former Delibian character, I don't think it's anything you know revolutionary, right. but it's presented in a way where it's interesting and it's definitely, you know, building to the top of the pack. So it's that delivery and presentation that is making, you know, something that maybe would be kind of subpar or normal be, you know, looked at as phenomenal, you know, and uh, yeah. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the companies themselves. So uh, our interesting take on this, I mean, let us know your thoughts on social media, of course, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Greg at GregDemarco44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, the Chairshot at Chairshot Media. Reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts on this meme. Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Uh, you know, what do you think is the bigger message behind it? Um, where did you find this? If you do see it. Uh, uh, do you where where did you see it? Uh, all of that, let us know on social media. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, well, Greg's hot take on Sami Zayn. Hey, Sammy.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com.
1: We are back with the second half of the Hashtag Miranda Show, and... You know, Greg is my co-host, he's also the producer, so he pushes all the buttons and uh, pretty much comes on and says what he wants to say. But he was super compelled, saying that he has this hot take on Sami Zayn that he absolutely needed to talk about on this week's show. So I said, sure, why not? Even though this is my show, sharing is caring. Even though you literally have your own show to talk about whatever you want just seemingly always happens to, to come
0: up here. And I did talk about the same topic on my own show. So, so I will, and, and we got there in a different way, but I'm going to lead with this because I came to this realization after watching Elimination Chamber and seeing the entire progression of Sami Zayn, when he came out there and started his promo on Raw, which I didn't see until this morning, as he's talking, it hit me. It, it, like, 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 I ran into a wall, and the wall that I ran into, and this is why I didn't want to tell you this ahead of time, because you're the era you grew up in in pro wrestling. Your favorite era is, of course, the Attitude Era. I ran into a wall, and instead of looking at Sami Zayn, I was looking at Mick Foley. Yes, Sami Zayn is the modern day equivalent to Mick Foley. In WWE's Attitude Era. He's not the hardcore legend. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But he is, in terms of role, in terms of position on the card, in terms of of how fans view him and everything, he is Mick Foley. Everyone's been making this comparison to Daniel Bryan of 2013 and 2014. Mm -hmm. He is not that at all. He is Mick Foley. He is Daniel Bryan looked, felt... And, and, and outside of being 5'8", everything about him said superior pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. Everything about Sami Zayn says marginalized, outside, weird, different. And that's what Mick Foley was. And, and you look, I mean, Foley tried to get favor with Vince McMahon. Yes. Sami Zayn trying to get a favor yes, with Roman exactly. Reigns. Foley eventually had to break away from that. Sami Zayn had to break away from it. If this was the Attitude Era, Sami Zayn would have won at Elimination Chamber. I know. And probably lost it back on Raw or SmackDown. And, I mean, and, and that would have happened. And it would have ruined the 900 plus day of Roman Reigns. But if this was the Attitude Era, Roman Reigns never would have gotten to 900 plus days because that's how the Attitude titles bounce around in the Attitude Era. But it hit me and I haven't seen it anywhere. That's why I've been holding it in for the podcast. Sammy Zayn is Mick Foley. That's exactly who he is.
1: I wanna say I've heard this somewhere. And I wanna and I honestly don't remember. It was either at Elimination Chamber, whether it was with the people I was with mm-hmm. or something on commentary, someone alluding to Mick Foley. I can't remember. But I had heard that analogy while watching an elimination chamber. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I, and I agreed with it at that moment Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But it wasn't, I don't think it's something that most fans automatically jump to. So I think it is more of a deeply rooted uh, comparison that someone really has to to you know give because right. you're absolutely right because they don't look
0: alike With, and and Foley was the hardcore icon yeah. right he did Japan yeah, he didn't don't
1: wrestle alike exploding stupid uh, bullshit
0: matches but but in, in terms of where they are and how their characters are treated uh, I, I see no differences yeah except he you didn't know, win the title because of the era that we're in
1: yes it's it's very true and I mean. I think just the raw energy that was behind Sami Zayn, um, you know, in that entire Canada stint from SmackDown Elimination Chamber and even Raw, you know, that's a it was a big deal. And one of my fondest memories is watching Mankind win, you know, the WWF championship on Monday night raw, uh, back in what was that ninety nine? Was the January I think, so, I think yeah. it was January ninety nine. And, you know, because of the fact that Mick Foley is, is so being kind of near and dear to my heart because of the resemblance at the time he had with my dad, you know, and, and in, in a long brown hair like my dad does. And my dad, you know, is a doctor, but like enjoys sweatpants and like he's almost the same disheveled look. Um, and I think that there's there is more of a common man theme or just this idea of not looking you know, like a a pro wrestler, but I think I agree in the sense that with, um, you know, in comparison to Daniel Bryan compared, you know, Daniel Bryan was just known as this extremely talented wrestler and one that um, was unconventional, but still had great wrestling skill. Whereas Sami Zayn is more in this in between where, you know, he's a talented wrestler, but he's not at that phenomenal level that some other people are. So it's really this character of someone who was just trying to fit in with this larger, you know, group and this genuineness. Like I do recall, you know, when when mankind was trying to get in favor with Vince and the pain in his voice, you know, even though we all knew it, um kind of similar like the bloodline, you know, he would have done anything for yeah. Vince and the corporation. And when he was betrayed, it was a knife to his heart. And this one is, you know, it's slightly different in the delivery, but still, someone who truly, you know, believed in the bloodline would have done anything for for the bloodline. Was starting to gain favor in the bloodline, but you know, in this case, it was more of a moral dilemma for him, especially for you know someone like Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. who you know they have he has such a, a long history with that I think that's a, a also a unique aspect of this, too, again, with the layered story. Kevin, oh, yeah. That not only have this long storyline with the with the bloodline, then you add Kevin Owens and his history with Kevin Owens in there, and it's just, like, so opera level in the best ways. And it's like um,
0: everybody's a bad guy, if you really think yeah. about it. Like, Yeah. Because no, nobody, Sammy, nobody's, everything that Kevin said to Sammy on Raw is true, like... Sammy had abandoned Kevin for the bloodline, Mm -hmm. but Kevin did that to Sammy so many times in and out of WWE and that's going to come up. I guarantee you that's going to come up in the coming weeks and eventually because they've got footage. They got the footage from when it's happened in WWE. They got the footage from when it happened in NXT. They don't have the footage from when it happened in Ring of Honor, but who cares? Um, They can still talk about it. And then you've we got have the whole deal.
1: WWE history to be able yeah. to. Yeah, in to fact, tell the, story the only
0: good guy in the whole thing is Jay Uso.
1: Yes.
0: Because all he's doing, because yeah. he loves his brother, he showed up yeah. on SmackDown a fight for his brother, then left, and and we didn't get any resolution out of Jay at Elimination Chamber because Roman moved and he ate the spear. He ate the spear from from Sammy, and it's and so now we and Jay was gone. We didn't see him again. Um, but even then, like he was attacking Kevin Owens. So yeah, and, and he wanted Sammy to attack Kevin Owens. He, he wanted that because Jay Uso doesn't care about Kevin Owens. Jay Uso cares mm-hmm. about Sami Zayn and and the story. And look, we all know where it's gonna end, but like prior, even a year ago, WWE, the big reunion between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would have happened at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. They would have been celebrating together. They would have been hugging. we reunited. It feels so good. But now it's like, no, because it's just deeper than that. Like you said, like those two nights, Sunday night, Monday night, ended with a dejected Sami Zayn over Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. And for and literally everybody Sami Zayn wants to be friends with does not want to be friends with him. <laughs> the poor guy. Similar to this Mick Foley. Life. But it's... You know, even look at The Rock's relationship with Mick Foley. Like, all he did was patronize and make fun of him when I wrote a tag team. And all Foley wanted to be was a Rock and Sock connection. Like, it's and, – and Sami Zayn is just is in that. He's playing it brilliantly. One of the best lines th- – this, this feud has now delivered two of my favorite lines that I've seen in pro wrestling recently. The Royal Rumble when Roman Reigns is yelling at Sami Zayn, trying to get him to, to – Blast Kevin Owens with a chair and he says, you can just go back and do more jackass shit. Like, like that was a great line. And then at Elimination Chamber, I didn't catch this the first time. I, I saw it the second time. When Roman Reigns goes over to Sami Zayn's wife and she looks at Roman Reigns and she says to him, he loved you. Like, it's his wife telling Roman Reigns that Sami loved him. I mean, it just its it's just literally the way they've put in the layers, everything they've done. Oh, this my, this will go down as the greatest story in the history of pro wrestling when it's my over. My
1: kind of mark out moment, and I, I watched SmackDown and saw Sammy sames uh, promo, and I've never been so hyped up to hear anything in French ever, <laughs> and I think that is also a like. Casebook example of doing a great promo, but sometimes the delivery, Mm -hmm. and granted, you know, the entire audience knew what most of them knew French, but the delivery of that, and I could pick up a few words on it, but I think now in this modern era too of wrestling where representation does make a difference and being able to just say, cut a promo, you know, a few lines in French, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in Montreal, like that. But as a fan, you know, you could you could tell whatever he was saying was, you know, intense. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just pure emotion. And I just like, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm with it. I'm hyped for him. Like, I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to talk shit in French. Uh, I know how to count to 10 in French and that's it. So, like, you know, whatever that is, I'm about ready to, to say it. Um because of the, just the emotion behind it and I think having that ability to hear just even things sometimes you know in those, in those other languages when you're connecting with the audience is can be super magical and it can yeah. be great and I think it was so awesome for all of those things to come together and that crowd and all of it uh, it, it is truly firing in all cylinders lightning in a bottle whatever you want to call it, all the stars aligning and you know, and they keep, and they keep rolling with it, you know?
0: Oh yeah. They're going to get to WrestleMania. They're going to do it right. You're going to get Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos in night one, preferably in the main event. And, and, and cause Sammy Zane is on his own is not a WrestleMania main eventer, but Sammy Zane in the story is, and, Yeah, yeah, and you have to. I think that's, uh, I mean, understanding
1: to now where Jay may decide to take that stand, even though it was a complete accident, you know, he's probably going to stand with his brother. And now, where, you know, uh, Kevin is going to not, I mean, he'll feel forced, you know, he's going to back up Sammy, you know, regurgitantly, but they're going to finally get together. You know, I could get an idea of a story of where this is panning out. And I still dig it, even if in my head I've already figured the story out. I still want to watch it.
0: But we all yeah, thought that these things were going to be in place by now. We all thought it was going to happen at Elimination Chamber, and it only and it didn't yet. It's not solidified after Elimination Chamber. So they're uh, they're smart. We they're know that,
1: that you know at the time of Elimination Chamber was like forty two days away from WrestleMania, so still not that far, but not too close either. Right, six. And weeks, they've yeah. been a lot more notorious now of putting stories. Not necessarily taking the full time between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, needing to tell that story. Some stories have come together in a few weeks, Um, and I think what is that anticipation of finding the right timing for it. You know, I trust they know what the timing is going to be for the next phase and the next step. Oh yeah, they um, do of of the story. But you know, I think that as going back to your original point, Sami Zayn is now one of the most empathetic. Sympathetic characters in all of, of pro wrestling. And I do see a lot more of the similarities with him and a Mick Foley versus um, him and Daniel Bryan, you know. And there's parallels between all three, you know, yeah. uh, visually, um, storyline wise. But I think there are also some pretty, con- you know, contrast. If we had, you know, these concentric kind of circle type of things, we could probably see the individual thing, the crossover between Sammy and, and, make uh the crossover between Tammy and Danny Ryan a crossover between McFoley and Danny Ryan you know we could you know that that's a whole other visual true. that can be created but I I do agree if you were looking to do a kind of you know the best comparison I I would absolutely agree with Matt
0: me too because I said it but yeah that's it's <laughs> it is it's and and this is still you know I'm gonna write an article that that's the, be, yeah. the, the the top five storylines in in WWE history and or just in wrestling history and right now this would be number two. Yeah, this would well, be number I think two.
1: there is a bit of a recency bias. You know, it's still fresh, it's still live. Yes. So I think once you know a year, two years, you know, goes down and we'll see. I think that this in general though is one of the biggest successes of. You know, this new leadership, especially Triple H. Now, even though the seats have been planted for a while, you know, under the old regime, we could have had things scrapped. We could have had things moved up. We could have had, you know, so much change with it. Oh, yeah. This but is definitely not going laying, to happen
0: under the old regime.
1: Yeah. The fact that they're letting this play out in this manner is keeping people's attention. Um, and it is almost like what. You know, it will be fascinating to see what happens at WrestleMania, um, you know, after WrestleMania, that whole next leg mm-hmm. of, you know, the year. But
0: especially with Money know, in everything- the Bank being in England and Roman's nowhere mm-hmm. on the advertisements. So as, let, let's say he retains. He won't be over there. Well, you don't need him because you have the Money in the Bank briefcase matches. But there could be a lot you do with Sammy and Kevin and other people there, too. Like, yeah. Oh,
1: and talking about crazy crowds you know the uk crowd
0: mm-hmm. is
1: going to be ridiculous and Absolutely. i think that hopefully they learned a lesson from montreal and you know lean into that a, a bit um, oh they did i mean clash of the castle
0: they they booked that thing yes. around that like
1: yes yes even
0: all the way to the gunther and sheamus match like and that's where mm-hmm. you revealed imperium all but that's and all also that.
1: going to be a multi you know they're going to have raw smackdown and money in the bank all in the uk right So that all, you know, just just those 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 tiering of, you know, those nights and how even within those nights, you almost have, I think, like a common thread between all three nights. I think that was incredibly smart by WWE that even, you know, for for um, those three shows in Canada, the common thread was Sammy. But that was, you know, what got the crowd hyped. Mm-hmm. And so I think by doing the same thing in the UK, um, it, it's going to be, you know, phenomenal. It's, I, I wonder what that will be by the time we hit July. That's a whole other yeah. you know, looking to the future of what that's going to look like between now, you know, and, and you know, four or five months from now. But what that that thread will be like and what we'll be talking about from that point. Who knows? You know, who knows exactly who knows? But I guess you're just going to have to stay tuned to hear what our thoughts will be all the way in the future, which is still the future for us, even though we're recording this now and you're listening to it in the future, but not the far Not the future.
0: present, but because it's, is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday? I don't know.
1: What year are we in? Sometimes I have those flashbacks. Like, oh, I've been sitting in a computer in front of a computer for
0: three years. This is actually only the second edition of the hashtag Marina a show. It's just an episode that's three and a half years long.
1: Oh my god! Nearly that would four be years long. That that would be it. That would be it.
0: The I longest can, podcast I ever. We see that the it's longest, still uploading. file's so big. Yeah. We just never stopped. Everything that you've experienced. Well, everything that you've experienced in your in, in your life between. What March of twenty nineteen and now is all part of one episode of a podcast.
1: Oh my god, I've I am definitely not hired drunk enough to be able to process all of that.
0: <laughs> it would now, take a whole other hours of a podcast to process all of
1: that. I need so much to process um, that. So, well, John, so I'm hoping whatever yeah. time frame you're looking to, whether or not it's past, the present, or the future. That you continue to listen to the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on the thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Of course, don't forget to visit thechairshot.com for such wonderful articles like the one Greg is going to be writing. Now that he said it, he asked to do it. I do. As well as articles from other talented writers and Podcast from the Chair Shot Radio Network. Thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, entertainment, sports, sports entertainment, wrestling, all the good stuff, pop culture, whatever it is, you can find it on thechairshot.com. Don't forget also to follow us on social media. Again, you can follow me Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook and Greg DeMarco at Greg DeMarco 44 on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, as well as the chair shot at chair media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter while you're at it. Don't forget to follow IZW at IZW Easy on all forms of social media and visit IZWWrestling.com for information on upcoming IZW events and information on tickets and much, much more. And of course, IZW Presents Evil Lives Featuring Monster on April 22nd at the Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona get your tickets now even though we're a few months away tickets will go by fast and of course if you do have tickets for monster those are going to be um you uh, acknowledged uh honored um for evil lives featuring monsters so if you have your tickets great if you don't go to izwwrestling.com or at izwwrestlingaz to get your tickets now and Last but not least, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t shirt today. Boom. Boom. Well, boom. done, finito, final. I don't know how to do that in French. On to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> And future episode will be me just horribly butchering the French language.
0: You should do that. You should do that. Go ahead and tell Not everybody to keep it soft style, and then we'll end the episode.
1: Yes. Oh, man. One of these days, I'm going to have to figure out how to say that in French, too. There you go. Yes, there we go. But, uh, yes, for Greg DeMarco, I'm Ryan Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style.